The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America, welcome to the 20th ever show of all around sports. Live from the city of champions, Boston, Massachusetts. Each Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we will go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. Today, we are battening down the hatches up here in Boston as we prepare for the imminent onslaught of Hurricane Irene, which is supposed to hit here on Sunday after uh, wreaking havoc up and down the eastern seaboard. And... Uh, it's a true calm before the storm day. It's absolutely beautiful here today, and uh, we're all getting ready. I literally just moved a few things uh, off my deck a few minutes ago. Um, so it's coming, and we're ready up here. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And as always, it was another wild week in sports, and as usual, I will discuss the highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items that dominated this past week's news, as well as take you inside my event of the week that I attended. And first off, uh, let me just get back to the weather where Hurricane Irene is indeed wreaking havoc on the world of sports, as well as everything else along the eastern seaboard. And... Uh, yeah, a number of events are being shortened, postponed, what have you, altered, rescheduled. Uh, Red Sox are playing a doubleheader tomorrow against the Oakland A's. Uh, they move Sunday's game to 5 p.m. tomorrow and move tomorrow's game up to noon. And uh, I know the Phillies have moved their game. In the NFL, the Giants, Jets, truly in the eye of the storm, have moved uh, their game to 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon and the good news is for people stuck inside with the hurricane uh they'll be able to watch uh giants jets at 2 p.m tomorrow afternoon on nfl network and uh the new haven open tennis match has been altered and interestingly the barclays tournament has been shortened from 72 holes to 54 and uh 54 holes so that's uh noteworthy as well but getting down to it, my highlight of the week was the Pennsylvania team's performance in the Little League World Series in Williamsport, where they set the all-time attendance record 
with consistently between 30 and 40,000 people attending their games, filling up the hill, as you saw, saw on ESPN, and playing a tremendous brand of baseball for Little Leaguers. Uh, they lost last night, which was uh, a good game, but it certainly um, reinforced the old adage that good pitching will beat good hitting any time in baseball. And after scoring 17 runs on 17 hits in the previous two games, they were completely shut down by a dominant pitching performance last night uh, and lost 2 to nothing. So the run is over, but again, uh, the team bathed itself in glory. And uh, I grew up about an hour away from Williamsport in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So I'm very familiar with Lock Haven and Clinton County, where the Pennsylvania team was from, which is about half an hour from Williamsport. So I can truly, truly understand uh, what a positive impact uh, this team had on that region, uh, and should I say that economically challenged region. Uh, bottom line, um, not a whole lot going on there. Rural Pennsylvania, shall we say. So to see this team uplift that region was uh, just tremendous, and usually these types, this type of excitement in central Pennsylvania is reserved for uh, Penn State football Saturday. So it was just great to see this uh, anomaly occur right in the middle of August. It was terrific. And uh, this week's low light was the <clears throat> 49ers Raiders preseason game, with complete with shootings and an absolutely vicious fight that was. Uh, shown on TV repeatedly, and there were other fights as well, all in the presence of very high-ranking San Francisco and Oakland city officials, the mayors and whatnot. And uh, <clears throat> it was just incredible. Uh, some of that, the footage of that fight was one of the worst st fights in the stands I've ever seen. And uh, the San Francisco 49ers owner, John York, who I know and who has been a guest on this very show a few months back, uh, is an impressive fellow, and I guarantee you he and his son Jed will take the steps necessary to make sure this situation doesn't happen again in San Francisco. And it struck me odd to uh, seeing this type of a thing occur in San Francisco, which is quite possibly mine and many others' favorite city in the United States. And when you think of San Francisco... You don't think of fights at sports events or violence in general. Uh, when you think of Oakland, you may think of those things, but certainly not San Francisco. If it was in the Black Hole, Oakland Coliseum, it would have got, it would have not seemed more like business as usual. Although it's unforgivable and unforgettable there as well as anywhere, but uh, you know, and this took on, I thought, particular note as a with the backdrop of the. Los Angeles Dodgers uh, fans beating up the San Francisco Giants fan who is still in the hospital in San Francisco back around opening day at Dodger Stadium. And it struck me as odd then. Again, you don't associate Dodger Stadium with, uh, with a situation like that. And you don't associate Candlestick Park with a violent situation like that uh, again complete with shootings, two shootings. That's just an incredible uh, scene to imagine occurring in the, uh, in the parking lots around Candlestick where I have been. Uh, 
And uh, my bizarre sports story of the week is a very sad one, which is uh, former Orioles pitcher and really Baltimore Orioles legend Mike Flanagan taking his own life uh, at the hand of a, of a shotgun um, the other day. And just very, very sad. Uh, <clears throat> you never know what is going on in people's lives, and this certainly reinforced that. Mike Flanagan is a New Englander, which means uh, he had a certain edginess to him, which is what he brought to the mound and which made him the great competitor that he has always been. Uh, won the was on the team that won the 1983 World Series, and, uh, you know, it just was really a heart-wrenching aftermath, that story, just in the past 24 hours where they showed Jim Palmer uh, crying profusely on TV uh, as he talked about it, and then uh, his former teammate, Scott McGregor apparently was trying to reach him and the time leading up to the suicide, uh, but was unable to and apparently uh, experienced a lot of frustration in trying to reach him. I uh, don't know any more details than that, but all in all, just a very bizarre and sad, sad story. The event of the week that I attended was uh, New England Patriots practice, 20 minutes from where I live, uh, and... Media availability was moved uh, into the locker room for the first time this year from the outside fields at training camp. And uh, Patriots are preparing to play the uh, Detroit Lions in Detroit tomorrow night. It does not look like they will be affected in any way by the hurricane, meaning they're getting out of town just in time today, I assume. And, uh, and it's interesting. I'm sure this game will be meaningful for Coach Bill Belichick because uh, his father played for the Detroit Lions. And, uh, and so he has you know a history with this team. He also spent some time coaching there. And uh, you know I, I just know that Bill Belichick has always found them to be uh, you know, one of the NFL kind of original teams. And the coach of uh, the Lions is Jim Schwartz, formerly of the Tennessee Titans, who I know Belichick thinks very, very highly of. But while I was in the locker room this week, I had a chance to uh, interview a few of the players, and all-pro linebacker uh, Jared Mayo had this to say about the Patriots' outstanding first two games of the preseason uh, and how the defense has played overall so far. You know, I think we have to continue to build off of, of last week and the week before and uh, continue to try to put pressure on the quarterback or, you know, drop in the coverage, make sure we're breaking on the ball well. He's a great quarterback and make all the throws, and uh, it'll be a challenge for us this week. And the Lions have one of the top weapons in all of sports, uh, all of the NFL, and that being, of course, receiver Calvin Johnson, and here's what Jared Mayo had to say about Calvin. Calvin Johnson's a great receiver. You know, he can make all the plays, and, you know, we just got to get in the quarterback's face and, and try to, you know, jam him up a little bit. And, when, and the big news up here this week uh, <clears throat> in Patriots land was uh, Albert Hainsworth, uh, the newly acquired defensive lineman from the Washington Redskins, uh, finalizing his court situation down in D.C. with the sexual assault case against a waitress down there. And uh, he was back at practice the next day. And um, here's what Jared Mayo had to say about Albert Herringsworth. He's working hard to get back out there with the guys. I'm sure he's in his playbook and uh, doing what he needs to do to be prepared to play when he, get, when he comes back. 
And one of the newest members of the Patriots is former New York Jet Sean Ellis. And we all know what uh, Rex Ryan thought of his uh, heading north up Route 95 to join the Patriots. Uh, and here's what uh, Sean Ellis had to say about the new-look Patriots defense. First of all, you get out the field fast. You know, create three and outs a lot. Um, I think it, it throws the offense off, you know, at times. Um, not being able to pinpoint exactly what we're going to do. Um, I think just the overall scheme of it, just put more pressure on the offense. And I also had the chance to talk with uh, Patriots special teams demon, Tracy White, who interestingly played on the football team at Howard University with my former co-host, Lemont Williams of Outside the Huddle. And uh, here's my interview with Tracy on his role with the Patriots. This is John Inglesby from Voice America Radio and All Around Sports, and I'm here with Tracy White of the New England Patriots. And Tracy, good to see you back again this year. And uh, how's everything going so far with training camp uh, just ended? Um, I mean, everything's going pretty well. Uh, you know, still getting adjusted to the uh, defensive scheme and um, you know the different packages we have in. But uh, um, all in all, it's going pretty good. Glad to hear it. Now, do you expect to be uh, playing special teams again this year? I know uh, last year you did a heck of a job, to say the least, and uh, we're expecting more of the same. Yeah, that, um, that's my role. That's what they brought me in for, in here for. But, um, you know, whatever they have me do, uh, you know, I'm going to do my job and do the best of my ability, 100%, give 100% effort. So, uh, you know, my role is special teams, and that's what I'm here for. And Tracy, are you on all four special teams, meaning kick and punt coverage, as well as kickoffs and punts? Yes, um, I'm, uh, I do all four phases. Terrific. And uh, when you're not doing special teams, you're a linebacker, is that right? Uh, yeah, on special teams, yeah, I play linebacker on uh, defense. Um, but uh, for special teams, I play all four phases and, uh, you know, basically learning both, you know, um, systems, uh, I guess you won't put units, I put like that. So. Terrific, and uh, obviously the Patriots uh, are the talk of the league based on their first two preseason blowouts, the first of which I was at against Jacksonville. And uh, what are your thoughts on the first two preseason games? Uh, I mean, it was a great start. Uh, we just, you know, practicing, you know, going over some of the things we do. We have new schemes and uh, plays, you know, that we have to learn. But, uh, you know, we going over what we had to do. We can only beat ourselves. So uh, just going over, you know, trying to play, you know, doing it the best of our, at our, our abilities. And, um, you know, we still have a long way to go. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the first two games was good, a good showing. So, um, you know, I guess we headed in the right direction, but we have a long way to go. And last question, Tracy. Uh, this week you got Detroit. Uh, they've got some powerful weapons uh, with Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson, of course. And uh, what are your thoughts heading into the Detroit game this Saturday night? Um, Detroit, they have a pretty uh, good team, uh, uh, we know. And, um, you know, we just... Like I said, we're going to run what we run and, um, you know, just uh, execute it, you know, the best we can and, uh, you know, just go from there. But, uh, you know, we know they're coming into a team and on their home turf and they got, you know, players, like you said, Matthew Stafford and uh, Kevin Johnson. So, you know, we're we, we going to prepare for them. You know, we don't really do too many, too much game planning 
for preseason, but uh, we're just going to do our plays and play our defense, offense, special teams, and execute. Terrific, Tracy. Thank you so much for your time, and best of luck this year. All right. Thank you. And as you just heard, Voice America, that's Tracy White, uh, special teams demon for the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, terrific guy. And he follows in the footsteps of another former special teams player, star, all pro, I should say, who I had the pleasure to interview on a number of occasions and who has been a guest on uh, my previous show of Outside the Huddle, uh, and that would be Larry Izzo. And, uh, and speaking of Outside the Huddle and my former co-host, Lemont Williams, as he liked to say, it's time to pay some bills, so time to take our break. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have we got a high-energy, all-access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemont Williams. Each week, join Lemont as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net which goes right through my website at iirsports.com. And it's typically that time of the show when we have guests join us. But today, in honor of our 20th show, I'm going to take a look back at the guests and interviews we have brought to you, our listeners, while also reviewing the events I have attended. 
Since next week, I will be covering the Deutsche Bank Championship up here in New England for multiple days, bringing you the most extensive coverage yet of any single sports event. So the Deutsche Bank Classic uh, Championship is the second uh, stop on the FedEx Cup playoff tour. The first is this weekend, which is at the Barclays in New Jersey, which is... uh, as I said at the top of the show, has been shortened from 72 holes to 54 holes, which fascinated me because just before I heard this news within the past 20 minutes, uh, I was wondering what they were going to do as I looked at the forecast down the New Jersey area and just wondering how are they possibly going to get this tournament in and still be here to start the uh, Deutsche Bank Championship, which begins on Tuesday. And so what we have next week as the lineup, many of which uh, of these days and events I will be attending, the opening ceremony is uh, this Tuesday, August 30th, at the TPC Norton, which is about a half hour outside of Boston. And it opens with a great military theme. Uh, You may recall that I interviewed tournament director Eric Baldwin a couple weeks ago, who talked in great length about uh, the Deutsche Bank's commitment to the military and the Kick it off right with, a, again, a very heavy-duty military theme to open the ceremonies. So it's going to be then, you know, practice rounds for the players on Tuesday, as well as uh, uh, the Deutsche Bank Red Sox Legends and Friends Pro-Am that will go on that day on the course. That'll be preceded on Monday by a pretty cool event, which is uh, basically hitting a golf ball from home plate at Fenway Park. And this is, again, tied into the Deutsche Bank. Uh, where Hall of Fame slugger Jim Rice, formerly the Red Sox, uh, will be also hitting, teeing off from home plate. And Jim Rice, in case you don't know, is an absolutely spectacular golfer. I believe he's a scratch golfer. And nobody hit a baseball like Jim Rice, and uh, everybody has told me that nobody hits a golf ball like Jim Rice. So that could be worth the price of admission on Monday. So then Tuesday, uh, again, opening ceremonies, Red Sox tournament and practice rounds. Wednesday will be, again, all-day practice rounds. Uh, And then on Thursday is the championship pro-am, which is just fabulous. I have attended the the event once or twice in the past few years. I've been to this event about, it's been running since 90, since 2003. I think I've been there every year. And uh, so... Wednesday will be great with the Pro-Am. Some of the people who have participated in the past are Donald Trump, Chris Berman, and just literally a who's who from the sports, business, and entertainment world. So I just can't wait to see who's going to be there on Wednesday. It will be impressive, I assure you. And then uh, the tournament actually begins on Friday, next Friday, September 2nd, as in the beginning of Labor Day weekend. And uh, one of the cool things that the tournament does that day is National College Colors Day, which is where uh, people are encouraged to wear their college colors, which means uh, I'm a Penn State guy. I didn't go there, but I grew up about a half an hour away. So I imagine I'll be uh, saving my blue and white for next, uh, next, next Friday. And then uh, in what has just become a staple of the New England sports scene on Labor Day weekend, uh, Saturday, 
Sunday and Monday are days two, three, and four of the tournament. They pack them in. They, that New England sports edginess is prevalent. Uh, it's a rowdy crowd. It is passionate, and it is just absolutely terrific. The tournament ends on Monday. It is the only tournament on the PGA Tour that ends on a Monday on Labor Day, which is really unique and uh, something that everybody up here in New England, all golf fans, are pretty proud of because, again, they like uh, we like our uniqueness up here. So that'll be it. So, again, uh, next Friday I'll be talking uh, talking to you right from the heart of the tournament, and then two, two weeks from now I'll be telling you all about uh, how the Labor Day weekend was being there in person, covering it, interviewing players, uh, press conferences, the whole nine yards, as they say. So doing an event like that makes me think of uh, all the things that, we have done here at All Around Sports in our first uh, 20 weeks. And so I want to just take a minute to review everything. Uh, a lot of you listeners will remember a lot of it, so it'll be a little bit of a walk down memory lane. Uh, the show began with a bang, with immediately following our 5th, April 15th debut, when uh, I kicked off our coverage in high style by attending the first ever lockout version of the NFL draft at Radio City Hall in New York City. And uh, throughout this summer, I have covered the USA-Spain soccer match at Gillette Stadium uh, in Foxborough and all the accompanying uh, press conferences and practices that went along with that. Uh, it was incredible to see the Spain team literally rock stars as reigning World Cup champions. Covered the Major League Lacrosse All-Star Weekend and festivities at Harvard Stadium, which was great as the World Lacrosse assembled right here in Boston. And that was a terrific event and interviewed the commissioner, who is a resident of Medfield, Massachusetts, which is where I live and I'm broadcasting from as we speak. Also covered the Manchester United New England Revolution soccer game at Gillette. Again, attending the, uh, the press conference when, right after they landed from England uh, at the Four Seasons Hotel in Boston, where they were greeted like... Uh, rock stars it was just you know the, they are literally the world's most famous sports team and so being around them covering their practices uh attending the game interviewing them after the game was just uh tremendous from wayne rooney right on down uh to the coach sir alex ferguson was just uh, a joy to behold also covered a wnba game at uh, mohegan sun in connecticut where i watched the connecticut sun uh, beat the Indiana Fever, and they're still uh, Connecticut Suns in second place. Indiana Fever's in first, so they're still two of the best teams in the league as the uh, as the end of the season draws nears and, and the playoffs uh, will be coming, and we'll be bringing you more of that in the next few weeks. And also, uh, speaking of the Deutsche Bank, attended the Deutsche Bank Media Day on August 1st, where I had the pleasure to actually golf. TPC Boston in Norton, Massachusetts, which is where, of course, the Deutsche Bank will be held next week. And uh, it's going to be a lot more enjoyable covering it now that I've actually played the course within the past month. A few weeks back, I attended Big East Football Media Day down at the Viking Hotel in Providence, Rhode Island, where I played sound bites from the likes of uh, the coaches and players from West Virginia, Pitt, and uh, that was great, UConn. And so that's uh, 
that was another highlight of, uh, of the month of August. And, of course, I brought you continuous reports from New England Patriots training camp, which has been terrific. Some of the call-in guests and interviews that I've had on the show since April 15th. Uh, John York, as I previously mentioned, owner of the San Francisco 49ers and the chairman of the NFL's International Committee, as in the London game, which will be this October 23rd between uh, the Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mike Leach, the former Texas Tech head coach and now serious radio host. Uh, uh, he was great. Uh, did an interview with him literally the day before the show ran and replayed the interview on the show the next day. Doug Flutie, former Heisman Trophy winner at Boston College and all-around football icon. Uh, Paul Stewart, former NHL player and referee who was with us three weeks in a row as the, uh, as the Bruins bore down on the uh, Stanley Cup. Uh, which they eventually won. Eric Reed, the Miami Heat TV announcer during the Celtics Heat playoff series, which was great. Chaz Goggins, Lowell Sun baseball writer and uh, Lowell Sun newspaper, that is, where I used to work uh, as a reporter. And, now the, and also he's the official scorer of the Red Sox. Gabe Gabor of uh, Major League Soccer's International Communications Department. Uh, Gabe was up here for the Manchester United game and he and I got to know each other and he came on the show and was terrific. Dave Gorin, the executive director of the National Sportscasters and Sports Writers Association of which I am a longtime member. David Shapiro, the CEO of Mass Mentoring, which does one of the best events of the year at Fenway Park, uh, with Terry Francona and other noteworthy sports figures. Uh, David Gross, Commissioner of Major League Lacrosse, who I previously mentioned. Uh, Rich Garvin of the Worcester Telegram and Gazette newspaper where I used to work. Uh, he covers the Patriots for the TNG and come on uh, after the Jaguars preseason game a couple weeks ago to discuss that evening over at Gillette Stadium. And last week we had uh, Nick Infante, uh, the editor and founder of College Athletic Clips, uh, <clears throat> who had some great insight into the whole Miami uh, debacle, shall we say. I played sound bites uh, from the various events I mentioned uh, from former Celtics uh, legends Larry Bird and Bill Russell, from Miami Heat practice LeBron James and Dwayne Wade, from Celtics practice Ray Allen and Doc Rivers. Uh, on the NFL draft, Red Carpet uh, interviewed former Heisman winner Mark Ingram from Alabama. Uh, covering U.S. soccer when they played Spain, uh, interviews with Landon Donovan, Clint Dempsey, and Coach Bob Bradley former coach Brad Bradley, I should say. And uh, at the Man U News Conference, literally the world's most famous coach, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson. And then last but not least, uh, Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post, who will join us again in about five minutes uh, for his 20th straight show. Barry's perspective from inside the newsroom of one of the world's most famous publications has been awesome. Much appreciated. And with that said, we'll take a break, and Barry will be joining us on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton is taking to the internet airwaves with his own brand of sports talk. You'll go inside the mind of the players and find out if blacklisting really happens, what their thoughts are on training camps, where the former NFL players are now, and why being drafted by the wrong NFL team can kill a promising player's career. Lionel will also cover what's up with the Baltimore Ravens. Tune in to Sports Talk with Lionel Dalton live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, Voice America, to segment three of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes right through my website of iirsports.com. And it's that time of the show when we have our weekly call-in expert, Barry Rubenstein from the New York Post. And uh, welcome, Barry. And I guess you're uh, headed into the eye of the storm in New York City. Yeah, so to speak, huh? Yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll see uh, we'll see how that uh, how that works out. You know, um, it, it's yeah. I don't know. I mean, you, if you look at the weather reports and look at everything that, that they're saying, it, it looks looks like it looks like it's going to be pretty serious. But you know, sometimes these things are uh, you know they they play them up and play them up, and play them up, and you're expecting Armageddon, and then it just turns out to be like a rainstorm. So you know, we'll see. Hopefully, it won't be as bad as. Some of these places are predicting it will be because, uh, you know, quite frankly, uh, you know, the thought of driving through hurricanes uh, to get to the office is now not not real pleasing to me. But we'll uh, we'll get through it. We always do. So that's good. Yeah. So you'll literally be in Midtown on Saturday and Sunday night um, <clears throat> when the storm is supposed to hit. I mean, you know. I can't think of a more fascinating place in the world, or sort of a more unique setting for a hurricane to literally hit the New York City for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Hurricane Gloria was the last one back in uh, 1985 to actually, you know, hit New York City. So, uh, yeah, it's been quite some time. And, uh, you know, uh, the sports world has already felt, uh, you know, felt the effects of the storm uh, already. Uh, the Giants-Jets preseason game was moved from Saturday night to Saturday afternoon. Um, I believe the uh, the Mets have already moved their game from four o'clock to one o'clock, and I'm sure there will be you know many other uh, schedule changes. The, the Barclays Classic in Edison, New Jersey, they just announced is going to be a 54-hole tournament, 
So they're going to only have two days worth of that. Um, that will end Saturday instead of Sunday. And uh, I'm sure there will be a lot more uh, changes and uh, schedule tweaks uh, as, as the weekend, as we get into Saturday. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to see a situation where Sunday is going to be pretty much uh, bereft of any live sports uh, on the East Coast, you know, certainly between uh, Washington, D.C. and Boston. So, um, so yeah, it could be a pretty, uh, pretty light sports weekend uh, as a result of Hurricane Irene. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get hit here. I, as of the last hour, I saw a forecast. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're definitely going to feel it. As I said earlier at the top of the show, I literally moved a few things off the deck this morning. And uh, mm-hmm. so starting to get ready as well. But it doesn't look to be, like, dangerous, but just cer- certainly uh, an indoor day. And yep. uh, I think it's going to be an experience uh, to witness. I've been through a couple hurricanes up here. And... They're unique. Uh, I remember the storm with no name back in the 90s, which was uh, pretty unforgettable, uh, which was just basically an all-wind, no-rain storm, and again, it had no name. So, uh, like, the, like the Miami Dolphins' no-name defense of long, long ago. Uh, and you remember and that of, well, don't you? Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, yeah, was, uh, and, and speaking a, of Miami, and speaking of Miami, Yes. Oh, There's so many things, I, so many places I thought you and I could start today, but I, I have to start with really college football in general. I'll go to Miami specifically, which, you know, has within the past 24 hours uh, suspended eight players, including quarterback Jacoby Harris, who's who's a superstar. And, uh you know, I got my Sports Illustrated yesterday with the open letter to uh, shut down to Donna Shalala, president of the U, to shut down the football program, much like they did. Uh, the same open letter was written by the same writer, Alexander Wolf, back uh, back in the 90s to shut down the football program then. It, it was well written, uh, certainly gave you pause and said, gee, maybe they should. So what do you think about that? about the U. You and I haven't talked about it. No, um, and it's interesting, isn't it, that we're talking about the Miami Hurricanes on a weekend that, uh, right. uh, that Hurricane Irene is, is so prevalent in our conversation. But um, Interesting coincidence. I agree. I thought of that, too. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's very interesting. But, you know, certainly um, it's, it's, it's gotten, to be gotten very ugly very quickly down there. And, you know, we kind of saw this coming, right? I mean, the, all the reports coming out, uh, about uh, about the, the the booster and how close the school let him into their program. I mean, listen, you know, my, Miami has University of Miami is no stranger to controversy, uh, to sanctions from the NCAA. Um, you know, it's been going on there for a long time, and it, it, it and I think it's really hard in some ways, to blame some of the athletes involved. Although I think you get to a point where, you know, if, if a guy gets a free meal or sometimes or, you know, a handshake with, you know, a couple of bucks in the handshake, that type of thing, you know, I think that happens a lot. But, you know, when, when you've got players accepting the type of gifts that allegedly were accepted here by someone who is rather notorious for, for bestowing these types of gifts, and, you know, getting close to the players. I mean, you know, the, the, the team allowed this guy into their sanction, into their inner world to get close to their athletes. So, you know, I, I do think that, that the school 
has a lot of culpability here. I mean, I think it's, again, the point I'm trying to make is, you know, it's hard to blame these, these athletes. You know, many of them, uh, you know, come from, uh, come from backgrounds, maybe poor backgrounds, maybe, uh, uh, you know, uh, situations where maybe they come from an inner city or maybe they're just, you know, not used to, you know, having things. And, you know, you, you, all of a sudden you're in the situation where you're getting free gifts, free this, free that, you know, um, it, it has an effect, but at the same time, I, I think, you know, maybe if you're a college athlete in that type of situation, maybe you should realize that, you know what, this is, there's something wrong here. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this, but I, I think, you know, you, you, in most, you, I think you got to blame grown up, grown ups more than the kids in, in any situation uh, like this. So, you know, should the school shut down the program? I don't know if you should shut down the program, but I think, that, you know, they really need to, make some major changes to how they do business, how they operate, how they let boosters close to their team, uh, just how they go about their day-to-day business. I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's just, it's just a bad situation. And, and the only way it's, it's, it's going to get worse. Um, I mean, the only way it's going to get better, sorry, is if for the adults in the room to kind of take a step forward and say, okay, we're going to make some changes. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to let boosters in the room anymore. We're not. We're going to keep a closer tab on our athletes, what's going on, what's going on on campus, what's going on off campus. Um, you know, you got to feel sorry for a guy like Al Golden, right? I mean, he comes in from, from a program like Temple to coach, you know, University of Miami, probably a dream job, and then, you know, he walks right into this. So, you know, that's, it, it, there's a lot of different things going on, a lot of moving parts. But I do think at some at some point, I mean, the first rule of crisis management, you know, in public relations, as we both know, um, both of us having been in that business, you know, when there's a problem, you have to address it. You have to say, okay, there's a problem here. And how do we fix this problem? Okay, here's how we're going to fix this problem. And here's how we're going to make sure that it never happens again. So, you know, there has to be some crisis management involved. There has to be some PR involved. And there has to, and there has to be, as you said, some culpability from the, from the football program, from the university, and from the community, too. I think everybody has to work together in a situation like this to make it better, to make the University of Miami not be, not be that stereotypical, you know, uh, you know, villain university that we've kind of thought them to be over the years. So, you know, I, I don't think they need to shut down the program, but I do need to think they, a lot of people down there need to look in the mirror and then just make some really hard and serious decisions. And obviously on the field, they're going to be hampered significantly this year with, 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 with these players being ineligible. And you know what? They're just, it's unfortunate the kids have to pay the price. But, you know, um, maybe this is going to be a lesson learned, a very hard lesson learned. You know, I, I think as it looks right now, uh, they're probably going to escape further sanctions, you know, i.e. the death penalty. Uh, which uh, which uh, which uh, hobbled the SMU program for years, and that fine uh, thirty for thirty show on ESPN uh, about the Pony Express. If you've seen that, or if any of our listeners have seen that, that was a tremendously well done documentary about uh, the rise and fall of SMU football back in the day. So you know, all these things together, I think we just need to take a hard look at and just make sure that you know it, it doesn't get any worse, and and find ways to make it better. Yeah, well, all good points, Barry, and I did see that SMU show. It was outstanding, and, you know, just before we go to break, uh, I'm going to make a couple comments to your comments, which is simply uh, you referenced grown-ups, and, again, the president of the U, Donna Shalala, former Clinton cabinet member, 
And obviously, uh, right on the Yahoo Sports story is a now famous picture of her accepting a $50,000 check from Nevin Shapiro. Right. And so, you know, they've met, shall we say. And, uh, but what I found most interesting about Alexander Wolf's open letter to her, literally, in uh, Sports Illustrated that came out yesterday, was... Uh, his mention, which I hadn't seen before, that Coach Randy Shannon, who was fired for not winning enough games despite the fact that uh, the academic performance of Hurricane players had gone literally through the roof to turn them into what they've always wanted to be, the, quote, Stanford of the East. And Randy Shannon, uh, the head coach, had warned players and assistant coaches not to associate with this guy uh, literally threatening suspensions and or firings of coaches and players if they associated with Nevin Shapiro. And that, to me, told me once and for all, not that there was any doubt, but if there was, that everybody knew, including just everybody knew and uh, who this guy was and what he was doing. And they just all let it go on. And my final statement before the break is simply, you know, college football... College athletics, I should say, is just hopelessly broken at this point. Uh, it's at an all-time low. You throw in Ohio State, throw in the LSU fight where there are literally, as we speak, arrest warrants have just been issued for the LSU quarterback uh, as well as a couple other LSU players for the fight this week. So my final thought is I think what's going to have to happen is literally a neutron bomb. And to Alexander Wolf's letter uh, that they shut down the U program, I think that would be uh, a powerful enough incident, action, shall we say, to, uh, to finally perhaps cause change that literally has been needed for a century and has never taken place uh, with any teeth in it. So I'm going to close this segment on that note. And... Uh, when we come back, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit about that LSU situation. And uh, so now we'll take our break, and Barry will be with us on the other side. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. The Sports Mavericks Show redefines the elite athlete by bridging the gap between parents, athletes, and the community. Host Ida Moyer, a.k.a. the Oprah of Sports, brings to the Voice America Network original programming, balancing the pursuit of academic excellence and sports participation. The Sports Mavericks Show airs every Tuesday evening at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Listeners will be engaged in straightforward talk, spontaneous and unscripted by the experts. Ida and her guests will explore the challenges of success and failure in sports and will help athletes and their parents navigate the transition from high school, college, and then on to the pros. We put fun back into sports and recognize role models in sports through our Sports Mavericks All-Star Award program. Tune in Tuesday evenings at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with Ida Mouillet and the Sports Mavericks Show right here on The Voice. Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of the 20th ever show of All Around Sports. And to join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes right through my website at www.iirsports.com. And we were just talking with Barry Rubenstein of the New York Post about the current state of college athletics. And as we do that, uh, we have yet more breaking news. Uh, we, we covered Miami and their situation. Obviously, we all know about the Ohio State situation of a couple of months ago. And this week, it's been the LSU players uh, getting involved in a fight down there in Baton Rouge and with the, you know, Within the past couple of hours, first arrest warrants were issued for the quarterback and other starters on the LSU football team that were involved in the fight. And then uh, literally within the past hour, Coach Les Miles has suspended uh, those players uh, whom warrants are now uh, currently outstanding, I guess is the word. So, you know. It's just hitting new lows. I mean, you know, I used to cover police and fire when when I began my newspaper career. So now we have, you know, what I'll call an active police blotter incident occurring as we're broadcasting. And, uh, you know, it's just bizarre. And, and Barry, uh, how low can it go? Well, it's, it, it seems like a, you, you, can, you, you hate to say that because, you know, one never knows how, how, how low the... Uh, the floor could fall out, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty ugly, unfortunately. And uh, you know, whenever you have uh, you know young you know young adults around uh, you know situations in in bars and things late at night, you know these these things that you know these things have always happened. And you know, unfortunately, you know, as long as as those two groups you know intersect with each other, you're, you're probably going to have more of these incidents. But you know, I, I think if you're you know we we talked about. Uh, grown-ups before and sometimes i think if you're a football player if you're if you're a high-profile athlete at a major uh sports program i think you have to really kind of under have a better feel for for what your what your acts act and consequences are going to be for certain situations um you know uh i i think you just kind of have to be maybe a little more self-awareness Maybe a little more just being aware of the situation, being aware of who you are and, and, and what you're doing, and just, you know, maybe having a little more sense, a little, a, a little more ability to just kind of take a step back and say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be out in, in you know, such a public place where, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a target for these things. So, you know, and maybe that's the way it needs to go. And, you know, maybe, maybe these, these kids need to think more along that that route maybe maybe the programs need to think about educating their kids a little more in that regard well whenever you have youth and combine it with college you're going to have you know uh 
some bad choices getting made, but you know, just suffice it to say, I, I lived in Florida for a while. I know the SEC mentality. I've done a lot of uh, work down in New Orleans, and so therefore I understand exactly what Louisiana State football means to that region, that state. And to have this happen a week before, uh, not just you know their opener, an ultra high profile opener, what many people are calling the game of the year, even though it's in the first week, which is I believe a week from Sunday night, which is Oregon versus LSU at Cowboys Stadium in Texas. Uh, again, many people think it's the game of the year. I wouldn't disagree, although obviously that's been tainted. But again, you know, to have the state of Louisiana get this sucker punch thrown at them a week before the season starts is just, uh, you know, just so unbelievable. And again, you know, it's just, you just factor in that sort of police blotter thing and, uh, it's ugly, and I read accounts of the fight and everything, and there's all kinds of various he said, she said out there, and it's a really, really ugly, ugly incident. And, uh, you know, just finalizing uh, kind of the college football thing, uh, if ever there was a match made in heaven, it was Terrell Pryor being drafted by the Oakland Raiders. Oh, you got that I right. Just, I know. I just, the minute I heard it, I just said, how perfect. Just yep. how perfect. Uh I yeah, again I've talked often about Terrell Pryor. Uh grew up in the cradle of quarterbacks near where I grew up. Uh Penn State pursued him like no athlete in the last half century and you know, watch out what you watch what you wish for, you might get it, and thank God they didn't get it. Ohio State did get it, and he basically has set that program back uh uh a fair piece, shall we say, to be kind. Uh but I think he's going to throw. I, I don't know. I, I got the feeling he's he's going to be uh, a good match. He's one of the all-time great athletes. What people should know is he averaged thirty-five plus a game and led Jeanette, Pennsylvania, to two state basketball championships. Many believe he's a better basketball player than he is a football player, and of course, he holds every Pennsylvania quarterback record there is. So uh, tells you all you need to know about his athletic ability. He may thrive out there. I got the feeling. Uh, he may, but you know, it's, it, it, it's number one, it's the Raiders, and number two, you know, you just kind of have to wonder. <laughs> you know, uh, this guy's been, guy's had issues, and uh, you know, you just kind of have to wonder. You know, what, uh, how deep seated the issues are, and if it can translate to an NFL career, and uh, and if he can, if he can rebound from what's what's happened in uh, in college. So that that all remains to be seen. Yeah, well, I think that, uh, you know, number one, I think it's a good thing that he got 2,000-plus miles away from Ohio State slash Western Pennsylvania, number one. Just, you know. Gotta help, yeah. I, I think it will help. Uh, the Raiders, uh, yeah, you're right. You make a great point. They are the Raiders. And in this case, I see that as being potentially good and potentially bad. Uh, Terrell Pryor has been granted, by any standard, in my mind at least, a second chance. He's got in the NFL through, you know, whatever means he got there and, uh, you know, a lot of roadkill on, on the side of the highways uh, in, in his wake, shall we say. Yeah. But uh, I'm just anxious to see, you know, uh, how it all turns out for him. And 
Barry, we're bumping up against the close, and you know this is when I always like to talk about my pick of the week, and I had it all uh, for for what you want to watch on TV, and I was all set to say one of my favorite events, which is uh, the Traverse Stakes at Saratoga. I've been to Saratoga twice in the past three years, have not attended the Traverse itself, and then I realized, hey, that might be in the path of the hurricane too, so... Until I know further, I'm going to say that, but uh, as a backup, the Jets-Giants game, because I think that could be fascinating tomorrow afternoon with the hurricane approaching and just the general dynamic of, of the scene, shall we say. Mm-hmm. But you I will be there, and... Uh, I won't be at the game, but I'll be in New York. And, and, you'll be in you know, New York, right? Close yeah, enough, close yeah. enough. You'll be... Uh, oh. you'll, you'll be putting together all the coverage of the game, writing the headlines for the New York Post, that type of thing. and uh, Hopefully not floating down 6th Avenue in the process. Exactly. Well, Barry, thank you again for coming on. Good luck this weekend. I will be thinking of you, and uh, as we all batten down the hatches here in the Northeast United States, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next Friday afternoon. All right. See ya. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.